Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream, and their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious or their organ strawberry oh, i love it sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces so so good plus you got to check out their mudside flavor it's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips oh it's so good i gotta go get some ice cream right now plus you know you're in good hands with tillamook brand they make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts boy oh boy I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV, the better way to watch TV. That's right. With Sling TV, you get access to amazing channels for a very low price. That's right. You can watch TV any way that you want for just 20 bucks a month, more than 20 live channels, including AMC, ESPN, Adult Swim, TNT, TBS, and True TV. Start your seven-day free trial at sling.com slash bonkers for the best live TV on your tablet, phone, laptop, Roku, Fire TV, or Xbox. Restrictions may apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. That's right. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, oh, a blog, or an online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code BONKERS, that's B-O-N-K-E-R-S, at checkout to get 10% off. It's like Bloodsport meets Bloodsport. But in the past, and with slightly less kicks to the balls, we saw the quest, so you know what that means. Now it's time for How to Discovered. We're gonna have a good time, celebrate some failure, not just be a hater, cause you know you wonder how to discovered. Let's roll in the 
the mediocrity of some bar art. Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question, how did this get made? Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? I am your host, Paul Shear, joined, as always, by Jason Manzoukas. How are you, Jason? I'm good, Paul. How are you? Very good. And June Diane Raphael, how are you, June? I'm good. How are you, Paul? Very good. Thank you for asking. Uh, we have a, a very <laughs> special guest uh, joining us today. Guys, you, dial <laughs> down the heat. <laughs> you know, look. You know, we can't control Ooh. we can't control the the good chemistry that's coming out of oh, these microphones. God, everybody listening is just so turned on. <laughs> June, I hope you have uh, a great podcast. Thanks, you too, Paul. Thank you so much. Oh <laughs> God, get a room. Um nah, you, great. Now everybody's pushing pause to just jack it. And that is our hope that you do this at least three times yeah, during to this the, episode. Welcome to the Jack cast of How Did This Get Made? I actually think we were written up on the Onion A V Club as a podcast to jack it too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh they have pod, podcast, they have a new, they, and now they have podcast. Jack. jack, yeah. Pod jack. <laughs> all the all the pods were. We jacking. do not have that. We don't. <laughs> Guys, we, we don't. <laughs> Much as they like you to believe that we have something for podjacking, we do not. Now back to our coverage of Gimlet shows. Uh, <laughs> we have a very special guest today. Um, you might know him from Guy Code. You might know him from the TV show Younger or his podcast High and Mighty. I consider him a Jean-Claude Van Damme aficionado. Please welcome John Gabris. Oh, thank you for having me. Gabris! <laughs> Good to uh, see everybody. A, a long time coming. Oh, yeah. And I consider myself yeah. a Jean-Claude Van Damme aficionado as well. Well, when, when I wrote you to tell you, to, to ask you to come on the show, and I told you the movie, you said... No, you told him. I told him, hey, you come you, on the show. That's Paul Shear right there. He, he writes and he says, you're coming. You're co- I, I, on the show. <laughs> I dictate it. Well, people were... There was an uproar because we just did Bloodsport. That was the last... <laughs> episode we did and they said we're gonna say uproar in quotes Let's yeah. just- it was an uproar it <laughs> a was a small uproar. a podcast uproar that you were not involved in the Bloodsport episode because of your diehard love of Bloodsport diehard Bloodsport fan diehard and- JCVD fan Seagal all, all what you this, think this is your jam yeah. yeah I was born in 1982 and the early 90s <laughs> to late 90s I was taking karate classes I'm all with so, you uh, my dad had a ponytail like we were just uh, I was full blown martial arts I white trash I was obsessed. With I love it. that part of your uh, part of your backstory involves your dad having a ponytail. Because <laughs> yeah. I started taking I started taking karate classes, yes. and then he joined after watching one of my karate now you classes. See, that's amazing. That that's like, and we're both from Long Island, and that's a very Long Island dad thing to do. Yeah. Like now I'm getting into it. Can and I ask I, you guys a question? Though, do you think your dad got into it? Because he couldn't handle the idea that you might be able to beat him at something, then he was like, "Oh, I gotta learn these skills. So if he comes after me, I can, <laughs> I can, I can shut this kid yeah, down. Yeah, he can't be the man of the house. <laughs> yeah, too my, early. My dad's like, he's going to get me back for beating me <laughs> all those years. <laughs> my uh, my dad, I took a karate ca- class in Long Island, but my dad was a dad who was like. We should get out of this one because it, the the dojo closed down. Then the guy started doing classes in his house, nope. and one of the classes was he had a a bucket of sand. Oh, oh the hand tough and the stuff? hand, yeah, the hand. And my dad's like, "What do we do? I'm not paying to put your hand in a bucket." Like a straight I don't even down. know what that is. What my happened? karate classes were in a dude's garage in Freeport. And he was a <laughs> Vietnam vet. There's like a POW <laughs> MIA flag in the dojo. <laughs> no offense, but I think you guys were molested. <laughs> no, no, no. I was 100 percent molested. What I learned in the bucket of sand. Yeah. That you you were touching. Well, it's like it's strength testing, right? It's like sand uh, in the so bucket, just, and you just put your and you 
press your hands into it over and over again to toughen up your joints and your, oh. the skin on your hands. And so you're like, just like burying your fingers you're, yeah, you're in the sand. you're jamming your hand into the bucket of sand so and pulling like it. It's wet sand. No, it's no, dry, dry sand. sand. Yeah. You're just trying huh. to get it further and further in so that yeah. your fingers and hands toughen up and strengthen. Yeah, it's not a good idea, especially for a child. Of a child should not be doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's like breaking boards. Yeah. I'd be much more into a uh, wet sand hand jam <laughs> than a, a dry wet, sand hand wet jam. Wet sand feels like you would break a finger maybe. <laughs> I guess if you're a pussy. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, So when I asked you to do this podcast and I told you the movie, you replied by saying, it's your 11th favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme film. Can you you run down the top 10? Do you know them? I don't off the top of my head, but I could tell you that literally almost everything up to including Double Team, Knock Off, and um, Sudden Death are all ahead of Quest in uh, Death Warrant, Double Impact, Hard Target. (laughs) These are all, like, these are some- Universal Soldier Universal, 1 and 2. Universal Soldier 1 and 2. Cyborg, the precursor. Street Fighter. Um, Street Fighter is was a bad movie. Yeah. All yeah. these other oh, movies, really? when, I, when I was a kid, though, all these other movies weren't bad to me. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But I think the... This movie that we're about to talk about was like, for me, seeing my dad cry for the first time. It undid, like, I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe he's not good in anything. Yeah. Well, this is an interesting movie because there is something really amazing about Bloodsport. And we just talked about it a bunch. And we didn't get to hear June's opinion on Bloodsport, but uh, you can maybe share some of it today. But you're, but it was great because it's like the height of everything. But now this is kind of, and I was thinking about this on the way over, this is like Jean-Claude Van Damme's independent movie like it's like his like he may he's making choices here he's directing it um poorly (laughs) poorly i might add he is teamed up with frank dukes and if you haven't read the article on frank dukes on slash film it will blow your mind but frank dukes again to write this story but it's very it takes away all the fun of van damme but then replaces it with like acting Van Damme. It takes everything that you liked about Bloods. This is the dumb and dumberer of yep. uh, Bloodsport. Like yes. it takes everything you liked about the original and waters it down and makes ev- it's so like redu- it's so repetitive. It's so similar to Bloodsport, but so worse. Like yes. it's not there's not ra- it's not ratcheted up in any way. Well, yeah, you know, you would think the move would be like, okay, that worked. So <laughs> let's take that and let's add this other thing and make it even better. No, let's <laughs> subtract a lot of the interesting stuff. The splits, the buns. The uh, you know there like were a no bunch buns. Of, there was I no buns. That, I thought the buns <laughs> no splits. were there's no, no splits. I was glad there weren't any splits. I learned something <laughs> about myself watching Bloodsport, which is I'm very uncomfortable, and I'm looking at this. Don't worry, but I'm very uncomfortable seeing a man in a split. Really, really? it it does something to my insides where I feel like uh, stop. You have, to, you have to turn Get away when Get Paul out. is doing his. Uh, yeah, when I'm practicing in the morning. That amount of flexibility in a in a man, I don't like to see. Really, you and like your men to be unable to stretch very well. Yes. Now, let me ask you Now, Paul has no flexibility in his <laughs> yeah, legs. Thank you. Yeah, and, we've, <laughs> and we've heard the 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 electric yeah. sexuality yeah. that is between his, you. His Coming, legs yeah. are like. We don't have to get into my <laughs> flexibility well, no, in this podcast. Yes, I don't have great flexibility. We'll have pictures no, no, of no. Paul's legs but in the show notes. That's why I'll show you. We've worked out together a bunch, and the trainers are shocked that he has zero flexibility. Well, that's why we don't do. He has like tree trunk legs. 
legs. Like yeah. they don't give. They don't go anywhere. Yeah, I, I will so, say this is why we don't do video podcasts is because Paul's none of Paul's uh, joints uh, are flexible. No, I am Paul standing. stands. He's leaning against the wall at like a forty-five degree it. angle. My legs are the size of Groot's. I have yeah. two Groot's for legs, yep. and uh, yep. and it's you know, very difficult. I don't difficult. know what it is, but seeing a man in splits like that for so long. And and it's interesting too because I do like male gymnasts. I think that's a nice physique, but and I can appreciate that. But seeing him in splits was so upsetting to me. So I personally was happy that there, there was weren't no any splits. But let this. me ask you this: you Look, Jim. Oh, sorry. Do you mind uh, if you were to be in a yoga class or something, and a guy was to show himself to be very flexible? Would you find that unattractive? If I'm going to be very honest. I would ask you be only honest. <laughs> I don't. Again, like, I realized like it watching A symbol of a healthy body. The flexibility of one's joints. And you are like, no thank you, barf. In a man. Yes. I don't. June's, you're I old don't school. Love it. I that's I, old school. I think that's you're more of a Jim Varney like guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now let me ask you this: What if? <laughs> yes. What if he's very? I don't know why they're so flexible. <laughs> you don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. You don't know what is transpired. I don't know why they're spending their time getting that flexible. Yeah. You but feel I like don't like it. It's the sign of a wasted life or a man <laughs> not providing if he can be that flexible. He's like clearly just working maybe on it himself. Is. By the way, maybe it's a primitive thing where I'm like, what's going on in your groins? Like, are, are you, what is happening is it, to yeah, your Is seat? your problem? Like, I don't know. Is your problem that you find flexibility to be feminine or you're worried they're hurting their dick and balls? I think... I think maybe a little bit of both. Interesting. It's like oh, puts you a in a very weak, terrifying position to be that open. Yeah. Like your your taint is completely like that. It's just you're smashing it onto the yeah. ground. Well, or and I like, always think about how your balls feel because your balls at that point are hitting the ground but before your leg, your, yours would. Yeah, yeah, mine, yours, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, as, you're, as you're going down, like, well, I guess if you're not doing it on the ground, he's always on chairs. I'm right, assuming. I'm assuming. Well, no, no, he does it on the ground too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You sort of. You sort of sit on so your. You no, know, I've stretched Paul out a number of times. I don't know why. <laughs> please continue. I please don't know why continue. my flexibility <laughs> is on trial here. This is not a show about how this gets stretched. Is our spin-off show on how. And it's all about stretching people. It's and behind, their a, it's no, behind a paywall, but you're going to love it. stretch him a number of times. God. And I have done it. And I want you How to are know your flexibility? I've given it my all. I haven't held back from trying to make you more flexible. I, you but, have held back. You have, no, when, I have, I have not. I haven't. I have not. I have not. I want you to know that. But are, aren't you a little concerned that he's going to become too flexible and you're going to lose it for him? No, no. <laughs> you just it's need him to be functioning. You need to be able to bend down and pick up that soda can, please. Yeah, I can bend down. Please don't think me of someone who can't bend down. You're like Rowan well, Gardner and Rookie of the a Year. A lot of people, I have noticed that you, in order to pick stuff up, stuff up <laughs> off the ground, you have one of those grabbers. Yes, of course. But because it's just a, it's cumbersome to get down and pick a penny off the ground or anything. Sure. So yes, also, I will, also yeah. like maybe leave the penny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
mean, like, if it's, it's heads up, it's if it's Jason, if it's heads up, that is good luck, and I am not leaving good luck out there. Not for until anybody I get else. my twelfth TV show will I stop picking <laughs> up pennies off the ground. Get That's me how my I got grabber. My, get me my penny grabber. Um, June, you asked how are we with flexibility. I would like yeah. to say I am surprisingly flexible. For really, wow. six it, foot two, three hundred pound guy. That karate. It was. I, I did a lot of martial arts when I was a kid and was really into it. Mm-hmm. So we were always trying to do splits. My my middle brother could when we were younger and so we were like constantly competing my brother was three years younger than me and better at everything we ever did right and he jumped off the high dive before I did and he rode a bike before I did by the way I thought you were just going to tell us that he committed suicide <laughs> he yeah. jumped off the, I was like oh no he did everything better than me I was going to kill jumped, myself he jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge before I could that motherfucker has stolen my suicide thunder <laughs> I just got to build well, up my I'm podcast following that. and then kill and myself and that's great that's great but so, you can't do splits I can't do splits but I can like sit in a full, I could sit in a full squat for a while. You know, I could do like the they call the Asian squat or the paleo chair. Or I whatever. think it's just splits. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, Jason, can you do a split? No, I can't do a split, but okay. I am very flexible. Really? Yeah. How flexible are you? I'm pretty flexible. He could do the French. Wow. He could do. You can't do a split, but he could do the French oyster, which is a very. I good don't even one. know what that is. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the French if oyster. I, if if there is anyone like in the a sex position. it is. If there's anyone in the world I thought would know what a French oyster is, it would be you, Jason. Oh man, I feel bad now. What's it's a not French a fingering oyster? position, so we, oh, you don't know. Yeah. Pass. But, but I'm a hard pass. I remember <laughs> the French oyster from my parents, the Art of Love book. You remember oh, that? Like, oh my god. They like had it up, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, took yeah. it off the shelf one like time, like on an upper shelf. Yeah, when you yeah. were like, "Wait, there are shelves. There are books up here, guys." <laughs> yeah, for those of you listening to this before the internet, you used to have to jerk off to your mom's stolen books. Yes, oh. <laughs> or like something. The new our bodies yeah. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I just saw somebody walking around the other day, and I was like, "How do you find this acceptable?" It was like a black T-shirt, and on the back, it was just a bunch of sexual positions, like, and it was like. Yeah, like it was like like and I guess like when I was a kid we were wearing like these big Johnson t-shirts which are really funny, you know. Soccer players do it for 90 minutes. Yeah, like like, <laughs> like, like but I just thought that was like such a funny crazy thing to be like, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put on my sex positions t-shirt. Yeah. I can't imagine- I need people to know that I need a visual aid to tell me how to fuck <laughs> and I'm going to put it on my body. <laughs> and it's ba- it's basically like treating other people like I need to help them. Right. Because yeah. I know this. It's on my back for you. I endorse this. When you you're yeah. waiting in line at 7-Eleven. You can pick up a few pointers. Yep. <laughs> Before I go in the room with my wife, I like to look at the back of my shirt and go, all right, number 6A is what I'm going to do. In there. <laughs> so, all right, this movie, like going back to the idea that it is very much the same exact idea of Bloodsport, taking out a lot of the fun. It's eight years later, and the first thing that, well— First of all, it's a period movie. When I thought when that, that when that comes oh, wow. out, just nineteen twenty, I'm like, why does yeah. he have to do this? Oh, I got excited. Wow. No, so, oh, so really? I remember seeing this when I was a kid. The two things that broke my heart were PG thirteen. If they came up in a movie yeah, that I was oh. about to watch, I got so mad because that means no tits, buns, or murder. Well, you could get buns in a PG thirteen. You can right? get buns, I think, for a quick dude flash. buns, dude, dude buns, buns. Yeah. yeah, dude buns. <laughs> but maybe it's a different time. And then when it said nineteen twenty, I was like, oh fuck this movie. <laughs> like a, basically a period movie and an action movie it's you know besides like the untouchables or something it takes away you know the fun is not going to be there 100%. Well, I mean like I, you know there's a version of this movie like like I for example loved like the movie the By the uh, way, I just thought of like 10 examples where I'm totally wrong. Yeah, the, like I loved the movie Ungbok. Right. Right? Uh, 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 and that's like a Thai period warrior, movie. Yeah, 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 it's a Muay Thai fighting movie that's like amazing like unbelievable fight sequences and it's like in the you know in the, like a distant past blah blah blah. This could have had the fun of that 
it simply did not. Well, it, and uh, well, go well, ahead. No, I was going to say I I did fall asleep for fifteen minutes of the movie. Yes, you didn't miss so, much. I have to. That's a major disclaimer, and I had a very oh, hard how time. Dare you? I had a very hard time watching this movie. I was really checking out a lot. So forgive that, but I could not follow this. <laughs> I could not follow. What? Well, I actually what want someone to distill what I, the. I do have a couple. I do about. have a couple of plot point issues. I think before we even get into the main meat, we just have to talk about the opening scene, which is. Amazing! You mean the, the bookend? The yes, old the, man. Yeah, yeah, old man oh, Van Dam. Yep. You can tell that Van Dam directed this movie because he's trying. He's like, there must have been twenty things he wishes he could have done yep. in movies, yes. and he oh, does yeah. it all in this movie. That's what I think is <laughs> yeah. so fucking interesting about this movie. Yeah. It's like, all right, here is. It's like every. It's like I'm an action star, but this is my chance to show people they're wrong yeah. about the muscles from Brussels. I'm also the actor from Brussels and, and the director and, and the story by from Brussels. Yes. <laughs> he is like, and so he comes in an old man makeup, and then uh, you know, in this weird sequence with like a, a very prominent Schlitz sign, yes, uh, yes. almost uh, distractingly so, giant neon sign. I, I thought when I saw that, I was like, oh man, you get like brand brand sponsorship, and this movie could only get Schlitz. Schlitz? We'll give you eighty bucks if you put this neon sign up. In Four the back. six packs and eighty dollars, <laughs> so whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, and then, like these jive turkeys, like characters that are straight up out of the Warriors, walk in. That that's a uh, great '90s movie trope, though. Is that the yep. bad guys because they didn't want to make them all black or yep. all Latino in those gangs, where it's just like one of each race, and they all dress like cyberpunks. Yes, <laughs> that's in like every and movie. The most, yeah. the most threatening they are is a switchblade. Yeah, yeah. they always like, have a switchblade. Come on, old man, give us the money. <laughs> And, and Jay- they come in um, a fraction of a second after Jean Claude Van Damme does. Yeah, in, a, in an empty bar that doesn't seem like. By the way, even if they took the till of that bar, what do they take? Like twenty five bucks? Yeah. I mean, max. Put, why don't I put a little bit of whiskey in that coffee? Huh? <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this actor? Yeah. He's like looking down the barrel, saying, "The <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, not fair to Irish people in this movie either, because he's a little Irish in that movie, and the cops are super Irish." But that that whole. I mean, I don't want to keep powering for it, but after this scene where we see old Van Damme, we see the other Van Damme that he Ooh. always wanted to be, French Clown French Van Clown Van Damme, yeah. <laughs> Arlequino Van Damme. That was, when I was, I remember seeing this when I was a kid. First of all, this came out the same year as Bloodsport 2. Oh, How fucking wow. weird is that? That they both came out the same year. I and he saw, is not in Bloodsport 2. He's not in Bloodsport 2. Uh, this is like a spiritual sequel. It's the 10 Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> and... That broke this broke my heart. I saw this one in the theaters. Bloodsport I, I watch on VHS. I saw this in the theaters. And when he, when my fucking idol, the muscles from Brussels, this guy's such a bit when he shows up in clown makeup and like fucking period gear. It's nineteen twenty-five. And he's on still. He's wearing like a newsy cap and has like French clown, like a fa- like a Marcel Marceau face. Yes, like mime face. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. And then he stands up and he is on stilts. And I just about <laughs> lost my mind. <laughs> It's just yeah. he, he clear, so clearly but also wanted to doing do a joke too because I feel like when he was sitting down he's getting his shoes shined, but to be on stilts. Yeah, like I feel like in his mind he's like, it's a joke. He also I, is the leader of a gang of street children. He's like Fagin. He's he, a bad guy, does right? He think he is a, a child, guy. dude. Well, I want to get into his <laughs> journey for the entire movie, and this is why I was really baffled. Okay, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, Please. but when we find out that his mother died and I guess sent him to America with a 
governess who who I think then abandons, just abandons him. him on she the just street. Straight she up, gives him a note and walks she's away. Like, she you walks wait away. right here. I'll be right back, Gonzo. But did anyone else? Are we supposed to believe that that what she read was not actually in the note? Because he picks it up. He picks the note up. I thought he would, like, at some point, like, pull the note out of his pocket or something. At this moment, we should also probably say that none of this ever comes into play in the film whatsoever. This flashback is exclusively for Van Damme to work out mom shit. So strange is that you have no idea why. I don't know what he's after for the entire movie. I really don't. I don't know. And again, maybe it was in the 15 minutes I missed, but it keeps on changing. Yeah. I don't know if he does really want to go back to America to be with the street children. I mean, is that it? (laughs) Yeah. I think he wants to go back to America to rescue the street. But, 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 but he does, le- he does leave them for a couple of years. years. Oh, <laughs> easily. But this is at a time where years meant nothing. <laughs> but here's my question. He seems to be the leader of a child gang. Correct. Like Fagan, like, go out and rob the rich and bring it back to us. Yes. And that, to me, seems like he's a bad dude. No, he's not a no. bad dude. No, that's like a... He's he's selling himself as a little bit of a Robin Hood I think situation, okay. right. I think. And he's stealing what? from, like, the mob. Yeah, he's, okay. yeah. he's stealing so from, like, okay. bad Guys or whoever. So he's a yeah. So Robin, can we listen to John Claude Van Damme talk well, to children? I don't, just, I don't oh. think you can criminalize street children anyway. I mean, even if they were just stealing from. Wait a second. So you, but, I mean, because what you're implying is that like even Fagan and the street children and Oliver are bad somehow. For well, I stealing. think Fagan is bad. Okay. How you don't old? think Fagan is bad? I don't really remember Fagan. I I, I just remember. I feel like if Fagan's like, hey, kids, work for me, and I'll give you some food and stuff like that, but we'll steal money. Oh, okay. I feel like that's what he's doing. At what age does a criminal, does a child become a legitimate criminal, June? 18. 18. Up until 18, kids can do whatever they want. Street kids, specifically street street kids. kids. If you have a house. Urchins, your urchins, your newsies, they can do whatever they want. So their free will, your your hoodlums, your your no good vagrants, your hobos. How about your drive turkeys? When they're tried as adults and not juvies. Okay, so (laughs) juvies. Now, what we have not realized about June, yes, I have a lack of flexibility, but June also was a juvie. She went to, how many years did you do in juvie? A few, a few. <laughs> but, so you believe that as long as, like, these kids aren't criminals because they're not, they're only being told by Jean, Jean-Claude's the criminal. I don't think he's a criminal. I don't know why you're saying any of them are criminals. He's trying to feed children. Wait, but wait a second. He fights police. Yeah. He, like, kicks a policeman in, in the face. Filth. Those Okay, that police force, by the way, was opening up fire with machine no. guns on children. That was the that, that was, was the, the mob. That was the, that was the oh, mob. Okay, boss. so wh- by the way, we want to. I want to talk about that. The police were the ones like, "All right, Dubois, get down off Why those everybody things." Everybody knows Chris Dubois. They're all I, Officer Crumkeys, right? Yes. They're all yeah. like, listen, like to, listen to the Irish cops. This is here their voices. They're pretty great. Dubois, I want you and your kids off the street. I mean it, Dubois. This is it. So that's a little taste of like what their voices are like. But he, he, uh. I don't want to get into like police politics here, but I do feel like to. <laughs> you don't think this is the place to. I don't think this is the place or the time. <laughs> but to say get your kids off the street, I mean, where where should they go? What resources and services are available? He's to clearly them? a criminal that's running a child criminal. There's he's doing like a distraction for them to pickpocket people, right? And I yeah, think that's they're what. They're stealing yeah. from the mob and they're getting food. 
But it doesn't make a difference what they're doing with the money. They're still stealing it. Okay, well, show me the social services that are available to them. This is this is pre New Deal. This is twenties. This is pre New Deal. This is pre New Deal. So there's not a lot of social services. Not a lot going on. This so is it's okay the, to this, steal. I believe, and I might be wrong, but I think that um, that all of these boys that he's running with eventually uh, mate with all of the girls that are in Annie. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. <laughs> and by the way, I do want to be fair. Just if you are listening to the podcast, you should know, and we put this disclaimer here, that June does run an organized group of children <laughs> yes. to do her bidding and, and, and kind of stealing. And, stuff be, like well, that. Uh, and because she knows that legally – they cannot be held responsible What's for the anything oldest? they do yeah. until like, they are 18. Diplomatic community. They shouldn't be. <laughs> What's but the I oldest person in your group? I mean, you remember, by the way, when we were watching the scene, I said, I will have to, if a child gets hurt here, I will have to leave the room and stop watching the yeah. movie. I mean, I felt so deeply for those little street urchins. Well, so, well lucky for you, scamps? nothing in this film has consequences. That's true. Like, well, literally. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. listen to JCVD talk to kids. This is a great speech. So they just come and they rob the mob, and here, here we go. Did I tell you what? We're rich! With this, we buy respect. If we want something, we take it. Forever and ever. These are not good life lessons. I'm just realizing something right That's now. That's also not how money works. <laughs> I think, and I hear now in this speech why you think he's a bad guy. Yeah. But... But I do think what must have happened was that governess or whoever that was left him. He was a street kid and Mm -hmm. probably had his own gang. And those kids that he came up with, who knows what happened to them. And he just stayed within the community of street urchins. And he, like, rose to the top as a bad guy. As a 38-year-old. <laughs> like, he's not young. He is not kid. young in this like, movie either. Like, what, uh, the, and by the what way, is going on? Like, who is he dating from this pool of children? Like, what's going on? And he's you know? basically saying, if we, we now we have money, and now whatever we want, we're going to take. Yes. Not buy. If we, <laughs> no, like, says, if we see something, we'll take it. Like, he this says, buys like, us respect. That's and then he goes, works. forever and ever. <laughs> yeah. These poor kids are being so misled. That's yeah. a bag with like $9,000 <laughs> yes. in it. Which in the 20s, uh, that's a lot of money. Lot of sure. money. But that's not in perpetuity. Yep. They're not investing. And that. there's like about 30 like, kids show, in there. Show me their road to opportunity. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where it is. Every single one of these kids is on opium by the end of the movie. <laughs> like in the well, two years that he's away, they are all dead from that's opium. What's, that's what's cr- like you said you fell asleep for 15 minutes. Yeah. I did not, but I thought I did because I kept going like, wait a minute, how did he get to this island? That's, oh, yeah. this, and that's then, wait, what I wrote. What it, about the kids? And I kept like going like, does he revisit America? I have also it. keep I giving re- us, they also keep giving us like uh, time markers. Like they, they, when when yeah. Roger Moore says, gives, says to him, okay, there's going to be a boat to take you back to America in a month. The next Cut is six months later. And yes. it's not even to Van Damme. Nope. The cut, you never see. They're like, when they I'm, now we're pu- pushing ahead, but yeah. they're like, he's become a Muay Thai master. I'm like, we saw How? him carry bamboo yep. and then cut six months later. And yes. he's like, you're the best fighter we've ever had. Nope. And here's the other problem with it. The movie opens after the old man image. It opens with these scrolls being delivered all around the world. And so, Love, by the way. 
loved this. The scrolls in the beginning. My favorite were, is James Remar gets his scroll inviting him to the to the match and has to open it while wearing, wearing boxing, boxing gloves. gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and and the way that they deliver these messages, it's kind of great. Like there's a dinner theater fighting experience where yeah. people are like in the French suits. guy in suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So, but everyone gets delivered these scrolls, and then I'm assuming because it's like scroll, 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 that when we see Jean Claude Van Damme, all of a sudden he's gonna have this run with the cops, and yep. then someone's gonna be like. And here's, here's a scroll. scroll. Yep. No. No. Then he has a whole plot. He goes on a boat. Let's say conservatively, he's on that boat for at least a month, maybe two months. Oh, much more yeah. than that. Enough, okay. enough to they get go that to little Thailand. Right. Okay. From New York from, to Thailand. From New York. From to New York City. He stows away on a boat, becomes a boat slave. Yes. For months. So okay. So we say <laughs> let's say conservatively three months. All right. Conservatively. All right. Yeah. Conser- you say you're saying conservatively. Yeah. Conservatively. Okay. Conservatively. Three months. As you pointed out, yeah. on that boat, he's just simply moving like. Oh, Wait, I, why, why, why is he moving? <laughs> Wait, especially that's clearly more than a month into the boat. Yes. Yes. They're like, you know what? Let's get those shit rain today. We gotta bring those bags downstairs. <laughs> like, why? Why? They're running guns from New York under the auspices that it's grains yep. from New York. All, and that's the other crazy thing is Van Damme. They're like. A 10-year-old kid goes to Van Damme who just got shot, who was yes. shot by a gangster. Yeah, who, goes, by the way, the took kid. a great bullet. So, like, Ooh! <laughs> it was a real kid. But <laughs> the reason he got caught was he was looking through. They were arguing with Van Damme. And then he just shoves the boxes he's standing behind. Yeah. It's not like a cliche like where a cat scr- makes yeah. a noise. He just shoves the boxes. The guy turns, shoots a child, and then... The kid is hurt and he goes, fuck it, you gotta run. (laughs) The mob is gonna get you. The mob doesn't kill kids because they're the mob, question mark? And also it's like, they're they're gonna blame you. But there's mafia dudes all around. There's like machine guns that they're holding. It doesn't make any sense. And then he just gets on a boat and leaves these kids that all he cares about is taking care of them. And then he and conservatively, how long do you say he's on that boat? Conservatively? Yeah. I, I see. I, I'm going to go liberally three yeah. and a half months. All right. Three, <laughs> so, <laughs> liberally. Liberally. Three so, and a half months. I, I do want to talk about all this. I'm just going to say just for the timeline argument. I'm going to say three, like independently. Yeah. <laughs> like Greenish, four months. Greenly. June, matter of factly, how long do you think he's on that say, boat? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly thought it could have been years. Okay, so I, I, I had no idea. Okay, now we know when. I, now we no, know when I, you fell asleep. <laughs> I didn't know. It, so the whole like marking of time in this movie was insane to me. Hey everybody, we have to take a quick break in the show. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. Listen up. You're an adult or you're trying to be an adult. You need to learn how to fucking cook, okay? And you know, I know what you're going to say. It's too hard. Where do I get the recipes? I can't go out. I'm busy. I barely have time to watch YouTube videos of cats playing with the arm. Well, let me tell you, Blue Apron has got you covered. For less than 10 bucks a meal, Blue Apron is going to deliver you all the fresh ingredients that you need to create home-cooked meals in less than 40 minutes. No overwhelming trips to the grocery store. No more sad takeout, that pad thai that looks like, when was this even made? Sorry, Panda Express. I'm going to be eating some delicious food like real live panda. No, not real live panda. No, Blue Apron does not serve panda meat, but they have amazing food. Amazing food like uh, barbecued salmon and sweet mashed potatoes and para mostada. 
mustard. I don't even know what that is. Or cheeseburgers on English muffins with Roscoe potatoes. Oh my gosh. Or pork chops over goat cheese polenta with English peas, pearl onions, and mitt. Or chicken parmesan with asparagus and fresh pasta. Guys, the choice is amazing. Plus, they have amazing vegetarian options. Just listen to this. Ricotta pesto pizza with asparagus. Or Jamaican me crazy inspired curry chili with potatoes, collards, and roti bread. Oh my gosh. The choices are amazing. All right, you're going to cook with ingredients that you've never used before, and you're going to make food that is between 500 to 700 calories per portion. It's delicious. It's good for you. And right now, you can get your first two meals free. Wait, say what? That's right. Your first two meals free if you go to blueapron.com slash bonkers. That's blueapron.com slash bonkers. Now, a lot of people will post on our Twitter and our Facebook page, and they'll show me pictures of their meals, and they say, this is actually a really good service. I like it a lot. So why don't you be one of those people that take pictures of your food, but make it your free food? That's right. Go to Blue Apron.com slash bonkers. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Today's sponsor is Casper Mattresses. That's right. Casper Mattresses. I sleep on a Casper. Let me tell you, they sent one to me and I was like, I don't know about this. I put it down and I was like, holy shit, this is more comfortable than the bed I've been sleeping on. That was very expensive for years. All right. It is amazing. And you can now get $50 towards any mattress purchase that you're going to make if you go to casper.com slash how, okay, and then use the code how. Here's the deal. Try this mattress. It's got just the right sink, just the right bounce. It's got these two technologies that work together to give you a great night's sleep. Let me tell you about these technologies. You got latex foam, you got memory foam. It remembers how you like to sleep, and then it kind of cups you. All right, you're in like a giant, like, catcher's mitt of deliciousness. It makes sleeping great. Plus, they have a risk-free trial and return policy. They deliver it straight to you. You can try it for a 100 days. That's over three months, okay? And if you're not happy, then pick it back up, and it's gone from your life. Let me tell you something. I'm not lying to you. This is a comfortable mattress. It's 500 bucks for a twin size, 950 for a king size. Compare that to the industry standards. We're taking it down from the outside, all right? Because Casper can deliver direct to you. They don't have to have a showroom or a floor where some weird guy's like, here, test it out. You can't test it out in a store, you fucking dummy. So get $50 towards any mattress purchased by going to casper.com slash how and use the code how. Terms and conditions apply. And now back to the show. So he's on this boat for a number of months. He then goes to Muay Thai Island for six months. We know that. No, he's there longer than six months. There's just a six-month jump oh, okay. to Roger Moore. He doesn't leave oh, right. immediately after that. He's still there, I think, okay, uh, for so some that, period of time. So, like, at least say we can argue that a year has passed from when those scrolls were delivered oh, yeah. to when the fight begins. <laughs> at, least. at least. And there at seems least. to be, like, it seems to be it like... It took you got James the... Remar a year to get there? Yeah. It took the yeah. fucking fencer guy a year to get there? It's not like they send those scrolls out like, hey, in two years, come <laughs> to the special fight. I guess it's like a wedding fight. invitation. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's a save the date scroll. The other thing about this movie... <laughs> There's not a better thing in the for me as a, uh, as an action movie fan. There's not a better thing than like look at all these different types like 
Bloodsport doing it literally the best of like Monkey Man, sumo wrestler yeah. guy. These are such watered down versions of these badasses that they try to make a fat man standing up out of a hot tub seem intense. Oh yeah, like his tits <laughs> bounce and it's like dun dun. And he's like Japan. It's like wait a minute, that guy looks just like me. Like I have the same exact body as that guy. Yeah, and they're saying like oh. Fuck. Oh, he's well, terrifying. I mean, basically, they go to... I mean, the whole movie revolves around a stereotype fight. It's like, what stereotype from what country can we get like away with? Like the Spanish guy like who's doing the flamenco? Like, yeah. all his That's moves, not a martial art. All his moves are flamenco-based. He's it's crazy. He's doing spin kicks, yep. not flamenco style, yep. but he That's does stand with one thing. arm. No, it's not. Also, well, what this movie posits is that every single country has its own unique fighting style. You yes. know what I mean? So that, like, yeah. Japan is represented by Sumo. Uh, Brazil is represented by like, Capoeira. Like Thailand is represented by Muay Thai. Like every whatever. Blah, blah, and blah, then blah, there's blah. like and a British fencer. Yeah. And he gets yeah. the scroll and they're like, oh, P.S. You can't use a sword. So yeah. I hope you can translate fencing, which is literally not dangerous at all. I hope you can yes. translate to that to bare knuckle fist fight. <laughs> Hardcore fist fight. And then just to, I mean, and we're going out of order, but who cares? There's. Like the guy who he trains with on Mutai Island, who he doesn't seem to have a great relationship with. They don't really even show him a Mr. Miyagi relationship, which is again, he's taken out all the things that make Bloodsport interesting. Yes. He, he literally never see him train unless I was asleep. No, no that's no. when I okay. thought I fell asleep because I never, literally was yeah. like, okay. They're just at Hobbs, Lord Hobbs playing, you know. Yeah. They must have just needed to get more Roger Moore screen time. To By make the way, mo- Roger Moore, amazing in this movie. I am a big fan. I mean, he's great Loved. in everything. Uh, and another um, another opportunity for him to pronounce the name Smith as Smythe. Right. Yes. From, uh, from, now, I have to ask, yeah. did you notice a difference between... I mean, I don't know Muay Thai that well, but I felt like I never saw a difference in the way he was fighting. No, that's yeah. what's crazy is, oh, and the other crazy yeah. thing is that Hobbs says that's he's the best fighter I've ever seen, and he watched him do thirty seconds of his hands chained together, yes. choking a guy on a boat while there was a gunfight going on. He's like, we're going to sell yes. him for big bucks. It's like, where the fuck did you get that idea yeah. from? And why would you sell a guy who's a fighter to an island full of fighters? Like, we <laughs> don't train. need any... But- oh, I think to, I think he was, sell- he was basically like sold him onto Muay Thai Island to be like... This guy's a fighter. You can use him. You can for what purpose? The whole get, island. I think they were just trying to get some bucks off him. Because They're trying to get bucks. Yeah. Made no sense. But then the guy he sold him to at Mu- on the Muay Thai island. And again, maybe I was asleep, but it seemed like he felt he got you know the raw end of the bargain. Yes, that's, well, but that's, why? That's yeah, what because I, understand. I, I I think because it appeared in the beginning. Like um, he had, he thought maybe he'd paid too much for JCCD. He said he said about Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's like, if he loses in the first round, this is not an investment. Exactly. But right. but that makes there's so much shit. This whole part that. They, he, they show him twice on Muay Thai Island, once carrying bamboo sticks, watching guys kicking on the beach. And then they show him defend two kids, a kid from being bullied. That's the only time they show him on the island. There's no training sequence. How does this not he have a moment nothing. where he's doing splits yes. or learning Muay Thai? That's well, the also, biggest and best trope from these movies yeah, is training montage. My, yes. my problem with this movie, and again, maybe I was asleep you know, I will tell you. Important I will parts. tell okay. you when you were asleep. But, just by the okay, way, fine. But it felt to me like <laughs> I know I when she was never, asleep. You know, he was sold as a slave. 
it seems almost twice. Once to <laughs> yes, the boat. The guy, yes, and then back to. Well, he wasn't sold the first time. He was just a slave on the boat because he, he was fell a into a boat. Fine. He, he was, was a, a slave stowaway. on the boat, and then he was a uh, like a fighter slave to the guy in the Muay Thai Island. MTI. Yes, but it seems like wow. If I was in that position, I would revolt against fighting. I would feel <laughs> like fighting to me is being a slave. Because he's really being trained as a slave but fighting, on that But fighting, I think, is his only way out. But you know, wouldn't you make the argument but, that if you're making a movie— Otherwise, you're just going to be, like, moving then, bamboo forever. But then he cares so much about fighting the rest of the movie, and I couldn't understand— the mo- To get the gold why? dragon to free the kids, The right? motivation makes no sense. He's like, once I get this gold dragon, I split the money with this guy who's already sold me into slavery. Fight? Yes. <laughs> and he was yes. untrustworthy. And then I could take that money and bring it back to the kids who have all— Definitely right. been killed at this and point. And at this point, yeah. we're saying it's at least nine months, if not more. <laughs> right. Conservatively. Conservatively. But this is what's even weirder is, okay, so uh, uh, Roger James Bond, Roger Moore, sells JCVD to the guy on MTI, Muay Thai Island. Yes. Okay? Disappears. Six months later, Roger Moore comes back. And he's like, oh, look, you're still here. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, no, I think no, six months later, they're in Bangkok. Bangkok, Bangkok. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, He doesn't sorry. even expect to That's see right. him. But because because JCVD is not just like fighting normal fights, I yeah. guess. But then JCVD comes to Roger Moore and is like, this is where I got confused. He's like, yeah. do you know about the Lost City and this big secret fight? That whole exchange is like a who's on first. Yes. It's like Lost City, Lost City, Golden yeah. Dragon, Golden, Golden Dragon. Dragon. It's yeah. like, yeah. this is a fucking comedy sketch. And it's like all exposition. And it basically sets up. The point of the movie, which we are like conservatively one hour in now. Yes. Dude, they set this up. They do the scrolls thing, then do seven minutes, 17 minutes of Van Damme backstory. And then they're like, all right, remember that scroll thing? Now it's coming in a blast. Why would he ever want to partner up with his previous owner? (laughs) I know, right? That's what it's so bad. That's that slave mentality. He has no (laughs) options. That's like that. You get in that that zone. That was it called with the syndrome Stockholm Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. he goes to you know so far as to even free them when they're enslaved later in the movie. <laughs> There's something so weird here because my my gut would be just simplify it. He's a guy who gets in trouble with the law, falls in the boat, has no martial arts training, goes to Muay Thai Island, becomes an amazing right, fighter, that, and yeah. then fights. That's the most. And then fights as the representative of Muay Thai Island. But yeah. they've given him an identity, and then he's able to win the Golden Dragon and bring it back to the kids. Yes. I'm a new man. I learned martial and arts. Yes. free all of Muay Thai Island, then go and free all of the kids. He frees everyone. Instead, he's just like the pawn of con men, basically. But, so you think everyone on Muay Thai Island is a slave? I think they want to be there. Oh, I think, think they want okay. to. Yeah. I, they, they sound like they're a revolutionary group, and that's why they buy the guns. Oh, oh, like, oh I okay. think that's they're, true. I think yeah. they're like but, trying to do a coup. But then why does the owner of Muay Thai Island go when he finds out that uh, <laughs> that JCVD is going to fight in the big tournament? He's like, oh, why would you do that after all this training I just gave you? But then you cut to the big fight tournament, and he's got his own guy there, too. He's like, oh, fuck it. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get I'm in. I'm in. I'm, the, in. I'm definitely going to be there. The other thing this movie's missing is... How is he a good fighter? All we see is that he's a street performer, and then he's like a total. Oh, and, and then everybody, James Remar, everybody is like, he's literally the best fighter I've ever seen. He gets yeah. always after like 
two small demonstrations of fighting. The, the James Remar scene you're talking about is a boxer squares up. Yep. Van Damme kicks him in the leg and he goes, that's the best fighter I've ever yes. been involved in. It's like, and he no, literally you're a boxer. You've never been aside. kicked. Yeah. yeah. He is also James Remar. This is where June fell asleep. James he, Remar. He puts who his is, life on the line. Yes. He, he basically, James Remar, who has been invited oh. to the <laughs> top secret Lost City fight. He's gotten a scroll because he's the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, he's By the, the way, spot. James Remar is amazing in this movie. I want to play this scene. Of, so basically, James Remar gets one kick, and he's like, I'm out of here. And he yeah. runs away into the desert. Just to make sure if people don't know, James Remar. Dexter's dad. Is, oh, Dexter's dad. I know him as Richard, Samantha's boyfriend on The Billionaire. Uh, on Sex and the <laughs> if City. I, if, if you don't think I had the Sex and the City box set, <laughs> I do. The one that comes uh, in Lucite with a heel on it. But what's worse? You're married. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but the show came out when I was like 17. <laughs> um, let's listen to. This is the crazy. This moment because basically they steal James Remar's uh, invite and again like his identity not, arguably they're yeah, like yeah. pretending to be yeah. him <laughs> exactly so this now, is a piece of information I needed yeah this is where you now it all sick. locks yeah. in so basically <laughs> what if you were like oh that makes entirely everything's lined up <laughs> so now take a listen to this is what this is the craziest in my opinion the craziest scene in the movie because now JCVD is like <laughs> I am Maxi I am the American heavyweight champion of the world and then this happens. Maxi Devine of America! He stands up. That's me. Oh, then James Remar walks in. Maxi Devine, heavyweight champion of the world. This man is a better fighter than me. <laughs> and as the former heavyweight champion, what? I turn my title over to him. And he's carrying a belt on him. Yes. This here's your man, Christopher Dubois. Dubois will be granted a chance to prove if he is a worthy combatant in the first round. This if not, this is the crazy divine shall pay the penalty <laughs> and never leave the lost city. What? <laughs> what the fuck? All right, that's good. If I'm Dubois in that moment, I go, you know what? That seems like too much pressure. <laughs> Maxie, you just fight. Just, just JK, I will fight. Um, Wait, so why does Maxie give up his own title, though? Just out of... So out of like love respect of, because out of respect he's because he lost. They sort of justify it in the next line. He goes, "I want to see the American flag flying at the end of this tournament." So okay. what he means is he just wants America to win. And America, uh, as represented by John Claude Van Damme, <laughs> who is definitively not American <laughs> the, 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 and not fighting in an American style. Right, no, right. No. Uh, argue, yeah. The, the thing about it is, is that he. What they're not saying is that Remar's like, oh, I didn't know you're allowed to kick in this thing. <laughs> and yes. I'm going to be fucked. <laughs> I, I, wear, I normally just box. I wear yeah. gloves. I'm 50. Yeah. I'm like maybe conservatively 49 yeah. years old. 49 <laughs> years old. I am the heavyweight champion of the world, but a maximum 175, 5'8". <laughs> yes. and, and no definition Zero. really But either. that is, to be fair, to the 1920s, He's 1920s like uh, yeah. pugilist yeah, style. Yeah. Pull, the, pull the waistband up above yeah. your tits. My issue Ooh, is, I have a lot. June? Okay, sorry. Go ahead, my, well, my issue was also, and then we can go to June too. Like, um, was that the the judge was so loosey goosey? Was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And they, then like later on, and then like, later they changed the rules again. It's like okay, they're constantly yeah. changing the rules of this ancient tournament, like this tournament just to just to make it easier for JCVD to compete and win. I wish he's like, I I sent all these monks. I taught them English. I taught them how to travel around the world to deliver yeah. these scrolls. And now people are just wandering into my tournament. Oh. And you fucks from America think you can just, like, <laughs> let somebody else fight in your stead? Well, screw you. That would be, like, the equivalent of, like, in this March Madness right now. Like, if just, like, a community college was like, hey, we kind of want to play. I think we're pretty good. We'd love to play. And they're like, 
Yeah, all right, get in here. No, th- it would be like if if a community college randomly in one game beat Duke. Yeah. And Duke was like, you know what? Put them in the final four, not us. No, beat them Forget- in a game of horse. If we want to keep <laughs> yeah, this analogy going. Yes. Two guys, two street ballers <laughs> beat Duke in a game of horse. Duke and goes to the NCAA and yeah, goes, I can't do this. Put yeah. them in. <laughs> Put them in the final four. They're the best team we've ever seen. We will step Here's down. Here's my question, though. At one point, doesn't Jean-Claude Van Damme, isn't he conspiring to just steal the golden yes, horse? Yes, right. That's Roger Moore and Jack McGee's plan. That's their plan. That's their plan. That but he is, is he complicit that? With he that? is, yes, that he's kind of along for the ride. I on. had trouble with that. No, I think he thinks like, well, he's going to win it. Yes. He so, thinks he's going to win it legally because that's the prize. Well, so, no, he does. I don't know that he does because until James Remar lets him perform. To them also. Uh, yes, but until, like, when they get, when they are pretending to be James Remar's, like, valet and whatever, Jean-Claude Van Damme doesn't think he's going to get to fight. Oh, no, he's because I thought their plan was to steal Remar's identity yes. so he could well, fight. No, but, oh, no, 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 but then Roger Moore goes, when he's busy thinking about fighting, we'll We're gonna steal. steal. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I don't think they can steal uh, Maxie's... <laughs> By the way, they're Maxie. trying to steal why a fucking. They call him Maxie? They're trying to steal like, yeah, a why? giant fucking. Like, it would be the. I mean, I'm trying to think of how big this dragon is. It's, it's the like, size of the bull down by uh, the. Yes, uh, by Wall Street. Wall, Wall, Wall Street. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's solid like, gold. It's solid yeah. gold. And oh, we gotta talk about. We gotta talk about the Nazi blimp. The Germans. We gotta talk about the blimp. That's how they're. Well, you had a question for June, which I know. We we will get to it. We still we're not there yet. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a real. We'll see how it goes. To me, I felt like. Stealing that that thing was a flawed idea because they're in a lost city with a, a, a practically an unmovable, undisguisable object. Like, that you they, can't just, like, get out of town with. And that they have to put on a boat, right? Like, that's yes. the only thing that they can get it out of there on. And I don't know how you add three tons of gold to a boat and still get it back to the States or London or wherever well, the fuck they're from. First, you have to put it on a horse. Then you'd have to put it on an elephant. <laughs> then you'd have to put it on a and fucking boat. And none of them boat. like riding elephants. Well, the other thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Because, Although, JCVD oh, did ride an elephant to the premiere. By the <laughs> Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> I have pictures of it, and I will put them up. By the uh, way, this is a movie, this is, I think maybe speaks to your PG 13 problem is where multiple characters refer to their butts and their buns as rumps. Yeah. Like two different characters are like, oh, my rump is sore. And that I was like, felt what? to me like a translation issue. Like, yeah. right. that that's like what Jean Claude Van Damme He's calls like, his butt. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, another great moment is when now we're jumping back a little bit, but when he is chained up and the guy and the slaver who enslaved yes. him is going to kill him now because they're arriving at the island. It's like, you have a slave that's working for you. Yeah. You could sell him too. Oh yeah. But instead or you're going to- him for the next right, run. exactly. But instead you're going to kill him. He's handcuffed in a bicep pose. Like he's yeah. handcuffed in a double bicep yeah. pose <laughs> where it's over the gate and he's just standing there flexing. His arms are huge yes. and he allegedly has no fight training or something like yes. that. He's been just a street performer and he's not even a street performer. Like why wasn't he an acrobat or something that would justify why he's flexible and Insanely ripped. Yeah. No, he's a he's a street clown who happens to be. Well, well I, I do will think say it this: it takes some physical 
ability to get on those. Skills. I will say this: like, if shit goes down, <laughs> I do. If shit goes down, what I am gonna do is I am gonna round up as many clowns and acrobats as I can, and because those are gonna be the best fighters. You know what? Like, look, the, that's where it's at. Look, my army something. is an army of clowns. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi taught painters and car waxers how yep. to be the best I have karate. To say, I was bummed in that opening sequence that they didn't play that out a bit longer. Him on stilts. His clowning. Well, just him fighting on stilts. Sure. I'd like to have seen him do was more clowning interesting. too. Well, look, I... You're a theater buff. I mean, she does like, June does like, like legit I like clowning. I do like clowning, but I also... <laughs> of course. But I also wanted to see... I mean, it is fascinating, these people who walk around on stilts. I mean, it, it is? Be, I think mark? so. You're talking about a movie in which so. a... Well, you know they don't do it in real life. They just do it as a performative No, they're, always, they're always in their stilts. I like that this is a movie <laughs> about people. an ancient fighting tournament where people from all over the world fight each other to death, and you're like, it is pretty interesting that people walk on stilts. I, yeah, so I'm like, when wow, that's that's a crazy thing that people do. When I was very high up. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I had an very high. I love that. When I was a kid, I had an idea for a restaurant where all the tables were like 15 feet in the air, and all the seats Whoa. were lifeguard chairs. Oh, fun! And, and all the waiters were on stilts. Fun, that's awesome. Jason. That's awesome. Don't say that out loud. Now you've just given up that amazing idea. Boom! Wow. Put it out there. But I just he, wonder, like. I mean, I guess you guys aren't that interested in it, but at what point do you get on stilts? Because like, well, it seems to me one of those skills where it's just like, do you one, think, one day you're on them. Do you think those people have spent their whole lives being like, I need to be up there. I need to be up there. Well, and look, stilts is like in some an ways, opportunity. I think, it's, I, I think it's similar to being a very small person in this world, a, a little person where you're more vulnerable when you're up there. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. I feel like it's a kid whose no, dad is, didn't put him on his shoulders is. at a parade or something like that. Yeah, so now I he insists to I never miss it. Okay. No one will ever stand in front of me yeah. again. Let me give you a counter argument. I think these stilt fucks want to look down on us. Maybe. I think they want to be up there looking down on us thinking they're better than us, these these Maybe. fucking giant stilt monsters. I think, monsters. honestly, if a performer's on stilts and they see anyone in this room, they look at us and go, God, I wish my career was more in fucking line. Why am I a stilt no, walker I for think, fuck's sake? To me, stilts are the old, are what hipsters are to people before us. Because like people on big bicycles and stuff like that, oh, like, oh. I just want to be seen as different and odd. I'm like, wearing... I'm wearing stilts. I'm riding a big bicycle with one big wheel and one small. Like, I just want to be weird. I'm like, I'm like, um, I ride well, on a I, typewriter at the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. I definitely <laughs> think stilts. I think, it's an, I think there's a performance art well, to what they well, do. Well, then what? Why? Then I think it would have been great that in the last fight he would be like bring me my stilts. Yeah, and then he fought been great. on there's, stilts. There was just so much more fun to be had with him on stilts, fighting and well, jumping over things scene. and using his stilts to. I mean, or you know, seeing him, more, he, he see, hopped off of them so quickly. So, yeah. Or doing clowning or some sort of arbitrary scene when he's in Bangkok where he grabs two tent poles and kind of like improvised stilts. Like nothing of that pays off. Or like a little kid is crying and he clowns for him or something. None of his clown training comes into play He's not a good clown. But I think what we're we're supposed to believe from this movie is that the clown training set him up to be a pretty decent fighter. Because he like kind of like does parkour to get away from those guys. This is what I think. And I'm like, this is fucking insane. Why can't we just show him fighting? This is what I think. I think controversially I think he is not a clown I don't think he has clown training I think that is the front he uses oh. as a criminal mastermind of a children's gang I, I think I'm kind of I'm with you and that's why that's why technique. the cops know who he is and that's why the mob knows who he is but they don't know him as the guy who's the clown they know him as like a thief Dubai. no I would argue that they know him because it's so fucking obvious like 
oh yeah, we don't like the clown because he's the one always stealing from us. Like you can't blend in. It's arguably because he's one the monster. Thing that you can't, is like well, come work you for can't me. Discredit the fact though that he did learn how to get on. Still. Right, that's what I was about to say. He yes. still has oh, the yes. skill set regardless. Oh yeah, but I, I don't. Think that makes you both right that he's yes. he's he's doing it under uh, criminal auspices, but he does have the talent. Have oh yeah, talent and if he just knew if he just knew that there were stilt fans in the world like you, he could have ne- he would have never had to fight in a tournament. Oh, it's one of those classic. You know, the, he, he, it's a classic con man. You know, like he has the skills that, to exist in the real world successfully, but he'd right. rather use it for crime. Someone wow. edit June into a scene in this movie putting like a thousand dollars into a hat and going, <laughs> a rich lady from, <laughs> yeah. uh, from New York. Like in, in old New York. Like, <laughs> I just come down to watch the poor people on stilts. <laughs> um, here's a hey penny. Uh, the, so let's talk about yes. the bar scene that helps set up the main bad guy that he, who's oh. also the same bad guy from Lionheart. Is an, that one the guy of my that fi- looks like Steve Harvey? Yeah. Yes. What? <laughs> Oh, the Mongolian? When she said that to me, it it was like, he looks just like Steve Harvey. He has the worst facial hair known to man because it's the ring. Yes. Not the goatee, not the mustache, but when you do a mustache and then a line of hair, it's a second set of hair lips that go around your mouth. And now you are a Jean-Claude Van Damme expert, so I'll ask you this. In Bloodsport, he, I, I believe that the guy he fought was deaf because he was never really, he never really spoke. He just kind of like, vocalized as if he was going to say something, but yep. no words came out. And this guy doesn't really speak at this all. This guy says nothing. No. I think this is more about casting based on looks than okay. uh, like or like oral abilities. So like, <laughs> yeah. like he, his voice yeah. could be like, hi, uh, well, yeah. I did think, <laughs> hi, guys. They demonstrate that this guy's a badass by having him knock out Remar in one punch, which I also think leads Maxie to go, I'm yeah. not fighting this fucking tournament. I think Remar's like, I'm out. <laughs> this movie for James Remar's character is a real gut punch. Yeah, he, he went back to business school. His character goes to business school at the end of this. <laughs> fucking is the heavyweight champion of the world. Travels to Tibet and gets his ass repeatedly handed knocked to out him. by a homeless clown, and then knocked out by Genghis Khan. Yeah, like a, a cosplay. <laughs> by the way, this bad guy, and this serves for a point to talk about some of the direction in this film. The slow mo is used. To not great effect in this because that table, right? They, he breaks the table, but they do it in slow mo. I would think that breaking a table in fast motion is way more engaging. Like, ah, it's sh- interesting you say that because I felt that too. Like when they cut to slow mo, the fighting looked worse. Oh, it's this is peak. Uh, editing fighting. Right. This is peak. Like Bloodsport has it a lot, and you like you know like the Van Dam where he lands one kick, but the editing shows three of the yes. same kicks yeah. in a row. And this is peak that where it's like it slows down at moments where there is no one is making contact yep. with yeah. each other, and it's like when he does like the flip backwards and kicks the sand into the guy's yeah. face. Yeah. I'm like that is like physically literally impossible. Like to do a flip with your feet from under the sand and get the sand to go. Horizontal into someone's eyes, but they show it in slow motion, and it looks like they cut away at the moment that would be the thing you would want to show. Yeah. They just show a guy getting ready to jump in slow motion, which is not something yeah, you want to see. Yeah, felt like the slow mo was all like gearing up. The, they had to slow mo that fist thing because they shot that slow. I feel like they just go, uh, put your hand on the table. Will a prop right, guy yeah. will pull a rope and the whole thing because it well, shatters. It yes. like crum- yeah. and that doesn't shatter even. It crumbles. It like yes. it turns yeah. to powder. It's so obviously artificial. Well, and it's like, and everything in this thing, it's like the fight, it, it is just like, it is, it seems like when Bloodsport, they didn't use any doubles, right? That was the whole argument, in dub, but here I feel like they probably used a lot of doubles. Oh yeah, I don't think James Remar is taking a fucking punch from yeah. some big, random Mongolian dude. Big question, why do Roger Moore and Jack McGee, 
want that reporter who we haven't oh, even the talked reporter. about yet. Oh, but come along for this ride. We haven't talked about this yet, right? And I think it's because he, uh, Roger Moore wants to bone her. Right. Can yeah. I ask That's a question? It. I have a real question. Finally. What does she <laughs> get from the news feed, the ticker tape? No idea. She has, yes. she has like a prize possession that she's like, I have everything you need or whatever. And she's holding a piece of paper and we never find out what was on it. I think I know what that is. Oh. I think that is like permission or bankroll from the uh, newspaper, dad. from okay. her dad, to cover this article, which means the cost of the boat ride and uh, all oh, okay. the I think, okay. I think it's going to get them to- She's financing this trip. And is this that is, why they're using her? They are using her, I think, because Roger Moore wants to have sex with her because she's beautiful. And that is a Jean-Claude Van Damme trope, right? Is yes. that the, uh, first of all- A beautiful uh, blonde this reporter. Is, these movies destroy Bechdel. <laughs> they like annihilate uh, the Bechdel does. There's only, always only one woman and she's a reporter. Yeah. And in Bloodsport, she's a reporter who has to pretend to be a whore yes. to yes. get into something. <laughs> Here, she's a reporter who is like, you know, she's just, again, just wandering Bangkok <laughs> looking for a story. Yeah, the doesn't, only doesn't one even know about, from my- <laughs> Again, like, why doesn't she know about this she- tournament? Why doesn't she- like, like introduce this she idea. She has nothing going on. And she neither really, does her like, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, she, they're not even love interests. They are Until not. Until the very last minute where he puts his arm around her I'm like, oh, they're together? Yeah, no, I don't think so. They seem more together than the New York guy. And, and Roger Moore seems to give up on her as well. Like, I would have, like, yeah. the minute they get to, well, that's the thing is, the, this movie has indiscriminate plot points all the way up until the last 45 minutes, which are just a man saying the names of two countries and then those two people fight. Yes. And that that's, is all that, that's all this movie needs to be. Yes. I listened to all the episodes of How yeah. This Get Made. And when, if I Brag. was, I know, uh. <laughs> I need a job. Uh, if yeah. I was on uh, the Street Fighter episode, I would have said that Street Fighter should have just been blood sport. Like right. it should have yes. just been like the video game where all the best characters just fight each other. Yep. It's a big tournament that there happens to be a guy named Blanca at. But don't you think that that was the deficit of this movie? Because there's yes. no breaks in this movie. And you're just like, another fight with no stakes. Yeah. And like, when is it gonna? Because well, there's no going... one that could act in between scenes. Like right. in Bloodsport, they got so. Ogre that he can like deliver a line at least yeah. in between. That's sort of interesting. This shit has nothing. Uh, uh, what goes good with tonic? Don't say it. Gin. I told you not to say it. Uh, yeah. Is and, then a the, and then sketch. the horse. Yeah. And the horse says something. He goes, "Oh, quiet you." <laughs> I know. That's why Roger I Moore. I believe we were only on the semifinals when we were. I was. Like, I, oh, I know. We've been fighting forever. <laughs> forever. They show but, every fight. That's the thing. They show, they show every, every like, fight, and but every fight is seven punches. Yes. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: you've already been introduced to the fighting styles of each country, and then they just mix and match everyone. Yeah. Now it's okay. Now like, you well, see the winners. Well, we've seen that's all like of these people. Chekhov sumo wrestler. You see him in yeah. the first act. Better <laughs> fight yeah. by the end. Exactly. But that's the that's why you're going to this movie. Like if you're going, that's right, why you, you saw Bloodsport. That's why you liked it. At least for me, yeah, growing you up, want to watch the fights. It's like, oh, Monkey Man versus Sumo. Oh, the guy who does Muay Thai versus yep. the guy who uh, is the arbitrarily Arab. You know, yep. like, uh, well, I had an issue about the monkey guy or the the, the snake guy. Oh, dude, are you talking Same about guy. the the, the uh, in this movie? In this movie, it's China. China. Yeah, China, because it goes. Uh, uh, first of all, the best line in the whole movie to me was, uh, "He's moving like an animal." More like a snake. <laughs> yeah, well, I said that. I kind of said that. <laughs> yeah. An animal. And yeah. then, and well, then like, in ADR, in the next sequence, he goes, now he's more of a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and we, then, we and see then in that. the third one, he goes, tiger. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, I said to Gina, I was like, I don't understand the mindset of this guy because it seems like he's also acting like a monkey, tiger, and snake 
well, after need, the well after the fact that he's won. He's and like, well before. Yeah. Yes. Before and after. That's he part just, of like the stare, to really like because if this is a real fighting tournament that has any kind of semblance of rules, which it doesn't, you'd probably say like, hey, you're not allowed to play the bongos while the Capoeira guy fights. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, that's why not fair. Why some guys bring your bongos to it? It's fine. Uh, you guys got backup musicians? Fine. Yeah, I would yeah. have a fucking guy on an electric guitar yeah, just like ripping Matt, it up. <laughs> and I'm, Yeah, I would have Doof Warrior yeah. shooting it. I'd be out there yeah. like, that's if they had that in Bloodsport, that's yeah. what Jackson would have had. Yeah. Would have oh, had dude, fucking Leonard Skinner. would have Slash playing Welcome to the Jungle. That's what I would do. No, I wouldn't. I would for real, just to not tell Jordans this is how we do it. Who is your favorite? Of- <laughs> All right, no full disclosure. I, I only pl- I can only get up to this game. I I would only fight. I will only fight and fuck to not tell Jordans this is how we do. It. Who is your this favorite? Is- who is your favorite of the fighters? Well, <clears throat> to me, I'm gonna go just jump right in and say the Capoeira guy. Love him. Was amazing, and I, I call that like the Epcot of fights because it was like everyone was so yes. like so. I am my country. Like this when well, you go what to Epcot. What about the Scottish guys? And and the, in- when, when the fight at the end and they cut to the audience yes, everyone yes. is in their cliche yes, outfit yes. you're like, like there's a Nazi guy with a Nazi helmet <laughs> on Scott, he fights Sc- in jackboots and like red suspenders okay I now want that to get chill. to that's a perfect segue June what did you think about what Jean-Claude Van Damme wore to fight do you have any thoughts on what I'm he was trying wearing? to remember oh, interesting he's wearing I have a some serious thoughts He's wearing okay, loose shorts, with, like, loose pants, wa- shorts, sweat shorts, like loose shorts, white socks, and work boots. <laughs> he's he's dressed like two very specific archetypes: nineteen eighties bodybuilders and nineteen nineties gay, gay guys. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he is dressed like a like scrunch socks a West with Hollywood boots from <laughs> yeah. like 10, 15 years ago. I was like, what's going say, on? And, and the bandana and, yes. too. and I, the rope bandana. I think yeah. JCVD is a beautiful man. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. I think he's a, a gorgeous man. You're not going to find anyone to disagree. I thought yeah. he looked great in this movie. I thought he looked great in Bloodsport. Tiff, my wife, I, t- I'm saying Tiffany, like everyone knows who she is. My wife walked in when I was watching this and she goes, is that Jean-Claude Van Damme in the sequence on the boat when he has a beard? She's obviously into bearded great. dudes. Yeah. And she goes, shit, he's really hot. And right. I liked him with the beard. He looked, looked good with the beard. He looked yeah. very Wolverine. He looked he's, a little bit like Hugh Jackman. Yes, he did. He also, in this era where you've got Seagal, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, all these like Dolph Lundgren, all these kind of A to C level action stars he is genuinely leading man handsome right oh, yeah. in and a way that none of them are in Bloodsport I was so upset to see him in so many splits yeah because <laughs> you want him to keep his because that's only ruining so your lady cute. boner and for him I, just I feel like you like might be in for half of the movie I feel like you might be in the minority on that to be honest yeah, I, I don't want to speak I don't want to speak for women but I think ladies fl- liked him in splits oh I think ladies like the splits I, and the bones. here's the thing let's get it out there how did this get made fans if you have an opinion to find out Call us at 619-PAUL-ASK-ASK, and you can leave a message when we can talk really about it on the really the question is episode. not like, oh, is that cool that he's in, sp- or can do a split? It's is like, it a turn on or a turn off? Turn on yeah. or turn off? Turn on, yeah. 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 Like, I want to see a forum I'll post tell you that what, really digs in on I'll this. I'll tell you yeah. what a, a real turn off is And I want me. it to be splits and buns. <laughs> All right. We'll go, guys, bring it to the phone line, bring it to the forums. Um... The turn off literally was when the kilt man got his balls yep. literally 
turned. Yeah. I, that's, I feel by like, the tur- that's by Turkey. I yes. rewound it three times to hear how the guy announced his country because I could not sort it out. And he's not <laughs> he's not a visible race. Yes. Like yes. He's like a short, tan dude with long... He's like yes. a mini Manzoukas. And you're yeah, going... How dare you? The uh, fuck? How man? dare you? Well, I, how dare you compare me to the uh, Turks? <laughs> yeah. That, by the way, that Turk gets taken up pretty quick. The Greek guy does... The Greek guy does okay. The Greek guy, by the way, who has got shoulder length blonde yes, hair. blonde beard. <laughs> this guy is a... Vet, He's a Venice surfer. He's from Cyprus. <laughs> this guy's from fucking Cyprus. And by the Cyprus. way, his move of serving people a Spanakopita until they <laughs> collapse is really bizarre. By the way, though, the one question I did have about Jean-Claude's outfit is, this is my problem with him being a representative of Muay Thai, is like, is that what those guys were wearing? No. no. That's what's crazy. Is That's what's not so what strange. he's worn at all in the movie. No. He didn't wear it on the boat. He didn't wear it in New York. He didn't. You know so what he, it is he reminiscent bought- of, though, is the street urchins. He is just a little. Ultimately, he's fighting for. Right, but he brought all that gear. He brought. No, he fought. It it's weird sense. that he's not in Muay Thai no, outfit. Yeah, I, I agree. He wears a Muay Thai outfit no. in fucking Bloodsport. Well, yeah. he wears a Muay Thai outfit in the first round of fights before the Lost City. Yes, and when he's when he's yes. fighting in the Muay Thai fight when he's still but, owned by the Muay Thai Island guys. But sometimes when he's just chilling out, he's wearing a nice collared striped yep. shirt, totally. like a chambray <laughs> shirt to hang out and look uh, at the. Uh, Van Damme's ability to rock a tucked in dress shirt oh. is like unbeknownst to, yeah. every movie features him with a tucked in you know like the 90s and like, tuck where you pull it out a little 25 well. pleats his <laughs> pants have like his like it's like literally like 42 pleats across yeah. and they, they fit great like if jumpers would, they yes. <laughs> if it's like one of those like um like one of those fans where like he's had so many pleats but when he does a split it becomes like a big image <laughs> yeah. like it's like a real it's like a crane landing they're, they're in a sunset basically like like MC Oh, I love Squarespace. What is Squarespace? I'll tell you. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know one thing. Squarespace is the only place to make a website. Why? It's easy. It's intuitive. It's smart. And we all have ideas that need to be executed. What about that shop that you want to set up? Do you want to sell, I don't know, your own wicker chairs? Well, set up a store on Squarespace. You want to, you know, make a place to hold the funniest videos that you think are funny and people want to listen? Great. Whatever you want to do. The World Wide Web is limitless. And Squarespace is basically saying, here's the key that will open the door to that unlimited listness. I'm not good at metaphors, but I am good at building websites thanks to Squarespace. I built two, paulshear.com and crashtestshow.com. They were easy to build. They made it fun. And the 24-7 customer support was amazing. Here's the deal. They got innovative, easy-to-use tools, plus you get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So start your free trial today. Just tool around. See if you can do something in 15 minutes. And I guarantee you, in 15 minutes, you'll have more than what someone would charge you hundreds of dollars to make a website. So go to squarespace.com, use the offer code BONKERS to get 10% off your first purchase, okay? Don't let the web intimidate you. You intimidate the web. Kumite! The websites. Kick them in the balls by Squarespace. Okay, back to the show. I wanted to just bring up one thought to you guys. If it's a fight of the best fighters in the world, can we just say, hey, we know that everyone here can kick someone in the balls and disable them. Can we just take that off the table? No ball kicking in the best fights in the world. Because I feel like you that think that's ba- a cheap move. I think it's a cheap move. I feel like let's, let's fight without the ball hits. I like, feel like in year 
7,000 of them, you know, yeah. assuming that's a, a, a millennial-long tournament, right. that it's got to adapt. And like UFC, was the, when it first started, yeah. it was like guys could walk in with boxing gloves and shoes on and fight a guy in a full gi. Yeah. You didn't yeah. need any. And then eventually it was like, oh, let's just choke. Why isn't everyone just being choked to death yeah. in yeah. this fight? It's like, why am I going to stand back and let a guy spin three times and kick yeah. me in the head when I can just hold him by it's his just, throat until yeah. he says, Pleat, like, mate or whatever? Yes. <laughs> That's what, none of these fights make sense. It's like, uh, of course you want to make it good for movies, but everyone is show, everyone's style is showmanship. Like yes. every, everyone is doing a pre-show before <laughs> their actual fight. And it's except all just, for the and Russian. There's also, there's except also, for the Russian guy who oh, just yeah. walks in and like gets his ass. Oh, he was, kicked. I thought he was going to be the cool character I too. I was so like, too. I love this guy. Looks just like a, he looks like the worst dude to <laughs> run into in Brighton beach. And he's going to beat the <laughs> fuck out of you. I also like the, uh, the school field trip that was clearly at the show. Like they, they, at one point they cut to a group of kids like, hi, <laughs> like, like the lost city kids. Like, all right, so tomorrow do your algebra but tomorrow we go to the big fight like <laughs> everyone get your permission slips in and grab your little juice boxes um, um did, did go ahead one thing is crazy is the guy that fought on the behalf of spain yeah he's yeah, not flamenco. he's got a belt on it he's got a flag on his belt yeah he's fighting for, he's like the most spanish you could be but that's not the spanish flag no, oh, I don't know. It yeah. was not the Spanish flag because I remember that the Spanish flag was yellow, and uh-huh. I was like, "This guy's got a different flag on." I looked it up. He's wearing an Albanian flag because the actor is from Albania, what? and that just made it all the way through to the final cut. He's oh like, he's God. also wearing like slacks. <laughs> yes, like he's no, not yeah. wearing. There's like three guys fighting in dress pants and yes. dress shoes, <laughs> and like and like jazz There's, shoes. They were like waiters a minute ago, yep. serving someone a drink, and they're like, "Oh shit, I'm oh, sorry, gotta, I'm I, from Siam. I have to represent <laughs> my country right now in a fight to and, the death." And everything is a country, and then a continent is the one black yes, dude. It's Africa. like Africa, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like literally like a voodoo priest. You're like, yes. please. And he also has drums. <laughs> yes. he's, the, he's the other guy that has a backing. The band. two black, the two black guys have music. Yes. Unfortunately, like it's like a movie yeah, made no, in the nineties. Like impossibly racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the one thing I want to talk about, and it, it probably will not ring true to anybody but me because I love this movie so much, but the stealing of the, the dragon at the end with the Nazi blimp is almost shot for shot identical to the Superman 2 breakout of Lex Luthor and Ned Beatty. <laughs> like, they're in a blimp. The Like, Jack McGee can't get on the ladder. He yeah. almost gets on the ladder. He falls off the oh, thing. Funny. And then Lex Luthor's like, see you later. I'm leaving. Yeah. It, it's... Comically, the same exact scene, and the plan is so terrible. Let's steal a blimp, yep. hoist this thing, and a blimp is not going to be able to lift. And by the way, you're in a lost city. You gotta <laughs> yeah. go. You have to go far. far. Also, you stole a Nazi blimp. Those yes. guys, not they, forgiving. Yeah. And by the <laughs> way, it's 1926. Like, They're just getting up yeah, and running. Just, but yeah. yeah, also, you can make that any nationality. This movie takes place. It's a global movie. You can leave the Nazis out of the like. Like, why does it have to be yeah. Nazis? This movie wasn't made in the That's 1920s. Like Indiana Jones yeah. said, man. Yeah. Indiana yeah. Jones did the same thing. Yeah, man. I would have loved it if Indiana Jones not, had entered this movie. But at least in <sighs> Indiana Jones, they're bad guys. Like, yeah, in this movie, no. you're like, they're just kind of the like. The weird <laughs> thing about Roger Moore and Jack McGee, though, why at this point do they not think that he, Van Damme could win? Yeah. yeah. Why steal it at this point? Yep. Right. Why don't we wait and see it? We there's a slight chance we get it for real. And are we so are we to believe that every year this tournament happens and every year there's a golden horse? 
that well, goes a, home with someone? I think someone? it's a dragon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yes, dragon. you can. You can um, ride it. Okay, and it first goes of all, that's like 100. percent I know you fell asleep, quote unquote. Those goddamn dragon. Very obviously. Those Asian a people just love horses. But does Remind it go to, home with the winner every Paul, year? Oh, make sure that you, <laughs> yeah. when right. June wants to take your kid for a horse ride, make yeah. sure that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'm very aware but now. But wait, no, June brings up a very valid point. Does that mean that there's been hundreds of years? this tournament there's hundreds of giant yes. golden dragons yeah. all, or okay. does that guy always know. win they it's, don't seem to give away the gold I think the golden dragon is just like a fake well, no, they make a deal oh, they make a deal so that they don't kill Roger Moore and Jack McGee oh that was the deal Van Damme okay. says you can keep the golden dragon if I win you have to set us all free but I think Genghis Khan is the local the right? Mongolian yeah yes. he's like the house Champion, it feels like, and it feels oh, like. Oh, really? Like that's what it feels like. City? Yeah, he's from the like he's the Lost City's representative, even huh. though he's dressed exactly like a barbarian from a video game. Uh, yeah, that's what the, these movies are. Video games come to life. Yes. That's oh, why, yeah. you, and that's why they have to do their little dance or something because that's like their totally. Right. Yeah. Like Chun Li's, like <laughs> takes the picture or whatever. Yeah. You know, all that shit is so by, fun. By the way, a great moment in this movie when they do take a picture with an old 1920s camera. A great moment to just have a still and make it black and white. Yeah. But. Psh, Color picture, yeah. like it was, like, it, like it's just like a small choice you could have made, like yeah. and frozen in time. Nope, color, color. Um, clearly, we had an opinion about this movie, but there's some people out there that had a different opinion. It is now time for second opinions. All right, these are five star reviews cold from Amazon. Uh, there are not many. Second opinions on this film. There are not many five-star reviews, but there are two that are worth it. Um, and here we go. This is from Ox Bigley, and he writes— <laughs> Sounds like a bully from a I cartoon. know, he really does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ox Bigley's after me. <laughs> little rascals or something. I first saw this on Spanish TV, and I was so aggravated, I couldn't understand what was being said. <laughs> but then I went to my video store, and I rented it. Fantastic film. Although I do admit the plot could use a little work, but still an awesome movie. If you want to see how they should have done the Mortal Kombat film, get this DVD. Way better than the Street Fighter. Then again, I'm sure the Barney movie was better than that. Five stars. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The and Barney movie. Now, this is... Takes a shot in yeah. that one. For the first time ever, we have a someone who's done a second opinion on another movie coming to do a second opinion Ooh. on this movie. And this is the man, his name is uh, Jason Vine, and he has created the John claude Van Damme Review Matrix. We did this in oh, the Bloodsport right. episode, so we oh, will right. see how this stacks up. He's done this yeah. for Lionheart, Double, Inca Double Impact, Kickboxer, Universal Soldier, Nowhere to Run, Hard Target, Time Cop, and pretty much every one of them. Uh, but here we go for, Bloods, uh, for uh, the, quest. the Quest. Who is he? Christopher Dubois, whose story is too complicated for a one-sentence breakdown. That's true. Which <laughs> family true. or friend must be avenged? No avenging needed. He's got kids to feed. <laughs> Does he take his shirt off? The closest he gets is a tank top version of a thong, which is true. He doesn't go he shirtless. Take his shirt off, yeah. Does he have sex with a C-list actress? No sex. All business. Is there a tournament? Oh, yes, there is. Is training needed? Absolutely. And all the training takes place amidst 
the sweltering squalor of a Bangkok Muay Thai fighting world. But we don't see it. We don't see it. So I'd say no, there is training, but we don't see it. It's all off camera. Does he do splits <laughs> in the training or in the tournament? No. It probably doesn't count, but after a vicious spin kick in the final battle, JCVD stretches a little to sh- in slow-mo. And it's not really a split shot, but he's saying it's kind of a split shot. No, it's not. I wish it was. No, it's no splits. Does he punch someone in the balls? He delivers the reversed heel to the twins. It said patented by Ric Flair. So he considers that a a punch, but it's a kick. Other people get punched in the balls. So does he do a series of flying or 360 kicks in slow-mo? I guess he does. So is his enemy unbeatable? After beating every previous opponent with little more than a stiff jab, the final enemy for JCVD is a Mongolian beast, part Chong Lee from Bloodsport and part Attila from Lionheart. Actually, the same actor who played Attila. (laughs) And does he overcome injury or any other hindrance? A rarity for JCVD. The entire tournament is on the level. (laughs) Nothing, (laughs) Nothing goes wrong. Does he win? Not only does he win, but he delivers what is probably his best overall fight scene in his career. What? It, I don't think so. That's not true at part all. Part of the fight is in a room that we are not led. We are I not did, seeing. I did truly like that moment. I thought it was just a change of pace that that fight. I liked it too. Also, they had to go outside at that point because someone JCVD who's directing it must have been like, you know, every the, sixty minutes of this movie have been in this dark yeah. fucking yeah. warehouse. <laughs> Why don't we spill out into the street and then the fight? It's just one of those situations where it wraps up so fast. You can never yeah. live up to the hype. Well, first but of all, he also just appears, the whole fight appears, like for Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is all about kicking, it really is all about punching in this movie. He just is repeatedly punching the guy in the face. Punch, yes. punch, 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 punch. And it's like not very exciting. Well, my favorite part of it is that they're fighting inside this house. And the house is like a long, like a tractor house, like almost like a trailer. And they move... Like the audience of the fight moves from left to right as they're going through the house, but the house is fully like covered, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so they can't see. So just by like I guess grunts, they're moving like they're. Yeah, yeah. It's like as if if they could see it, they would move along, but they're just like I guess he's over at this point. It now. reminds me of in Fargo season one when Billy Bob goes into the building. Oh yeah, I, and you see it. Yes. Yeah, and you just kind of track it. They ripped off uh, <laughs> the quest. I'll say <laughs> it. Fucking Noah Holly <laughs> ripping off the quest once again. Yeah, cool man. <laughs> so then the fight ends. To no celebration at all. No. Actually, there's a somber mood that mm-hmm. befalls yeah, it's the like, crowd. Well, I yeah. think it's because all the people in the crowd are losers. They're previous people who lost the fight. Why are they sticking around? Who cares who wins at yeah. this point? Like when they cut to the crowd and it is the two Scottish guys, I'm like, why are they still here? And they don't have a fucking a leg. In, they don't give a fuck which one of these guys wins. Yeah, go home. Right. And then go start home. your you journey like, home. It's you 11 have like a three-month <laughs> journey to get home. Conservative. By the home. time they get home, by the time they get home, they have to start the trip back to go to the next there's year's a, tournament. There's a monk waiting with a, oh, you got to <laughs> oh, be shit. fucking kidding. Hey, you're one of the best. <laughs> Let's play what I think is probably the best writing in the entire movie. The wrap-up. All right, so now they're going to go home. Here is JCVD's final voiceover. I didn't get the golden dragon. But I returned to New York like I promised. Cut the kids off the streets. In the end, we all did just fine. Well, how did he do that, though? Maxi trained many great fighters and became a big celebrity. <laughs> Last I heard, Dubs and Harry opened a trading post deep in the Amazon. Like, that's not John Clark. Yes, they're sold. It's his old man voice. And then you reveal that he's reading a book backwards because he closes the book yeah. on the first chapter. What well, really doesn't make sense though. A book that was 
written by the female reporter, yes. but in his voice. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the entire movie is a story being told by the female reporter first person as the as character that John Claude Van Damme is playing. Uh, that's not. That's not even. Why? Why don't they show him go back to the kids? What? And why, what and, they just and did. All, they just did just fine. They yeah. didn't do great. Yeah. They didn't have an amazing. And there's life. no way nine. You leave for nine months, and a group of street kids are. They've managed no, to make a it. A bunch if, of those yeah. kids are dead. One hundred. Oh, well, here's my. Just by. Here's the thing. He he is coming back with no money. Right. That's no. what I'm saying. He comes back and he just has confidence from How winning the final. How does he get finance? these kids off the streets? Well, maybe he sold that gold necklace. And by the way, there's more street maybe. kids. Oh, like, yeah, he doesn't definitely. eradicate, like, definitely. street urchins. Yeah, he didn't end no, homelessness as far as... He's like, I won the fight, and then no kid was ever without a home. I, I want to say, I don't know yeah. what you're about to start. No, go on, sorry, no, please, but no. This movie has... I read the IMDb trivia for every movie I've yeah. ever seen. This movie has the best IMDb trivia. I have some here, some I notes. I can tell you some from Recall that I remember reading, not even... And I read it again today, but there's some I remember from when I was... Let, like, me, let me throw some at you, and you yeah. tell me if I miss any. The original director of this movie, or the one that JCVD wanted, any guesses? I mean, you know I it. I know the answer. I'm not going to say it. Any guesses? Oliver Stone. Amazing. The IMDb <laughs> trivia says JCVD asked Oliver Stone to direct this, and he politely Polite. declined. Yep. <laughs> this one is uh, Tatum O'Neill claims in her autobiography that she was offered the female lead first, but things fell apart after a romance with her and JCVD failed. <laughs> Whoa. So, uh, uh, in the IMDb trivia, there's four. Trivia pieces that are all about how much Roger Moore hated this movie. Oh, <laughs> like it's so like, much. It's like he was least told. Favorite. Yeah, he said it's. He said in his biography, it's his least favorite movie he's wow. ever been part of. He was told he was going to get above the line billing, and he didn't. There's like, oh. it's like eleven straight complaints. He talks about it. It's the worst movie he's ever Amazing. done. Amazing. Embarrassed by it, and um, and uh, just if you want to know more about this experience and the world of JCVD, you can check out slashfilm.com because there is a now a rebuttal interview to last week's. <laughs> Frank Duke's interview because Sheldon Ledich, who wrote Bloodsport and is oh. involved in this world, read that article, got angered, and now is rebutting. Also, the writer Frank of Dukes. Lionheart, which it's, is the be- even which is the better quest, and oh. yeah. and Frank. Dukes is uh, very much involved in a big lawsuit here because he claimed that he wrote this movie called The Kumite Enter the Dragon. It's a big deal. It, but he he won arbitration, WGA. Yes. Frank Dukes got story by credit on this movie, but he didn't win the civil lawsuit. Right, that he, he lost the court case. I, I could talk to you about Frank Dukes slash Count Dante for like hours. You guys, <laughs> are you guys familiar with Count Dante no. from the back of like Boys Life magazine? No. Oh, no. He's a very similar to Frank Dukes type character who swears that he fought in all these like, he said he killed over 50 people in different Kumites and then taught karate in Chicago and was part of what was called the Dojo Wars, where he got oh he got God. arrested for setting up explosives at a rival do- dojos, and that's all real. Those this are this is insane. I love it. This world is amazing. Search Count Dante and Frank Dukes on Wikipedia and have a fucking great afternoon. Uh, here is um, the thing I will tell you: if you have to your corrections and omissions, leave them on the Earwolf message board, or you can call us at six one nine Paul Ask. Paul Ask, and I will leave you with this before we get into plugs: John Claude Van Damme's. Definition of the movie. This movie is about a dream, but also adventure. It is epic, has many faces, many corners. It is the shape of a diamond. Oh, boy. And that is my definition of the quest. Wow. The shape of a diamond. Many faces and many corners. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think he's seen a movie nor a diamond. <laughs> um, wow. uh, well, I'm so glad that you were here, uh, John. Please, what do you thanks to, for having what me. Would you like to plug? Uh, right now, I guess the only thing I would have to plug is check out my podcast, Search High and Mighty on iTunes. And uh, if you're a fan of, I have done some action movie uh, like uh, you have reviews. a very extensive Bloodsport episode. I have a, a, a Bloodsport episode. A uh, I've done some other action movies and All stuff. Right. I've actually tried to avoid overlap with How Did This oh, Get Made. Oh, very nice. Thank so, you. So, because we we passed on doing Cobra. Uh, okay. Uh, so you in honor of you are more than welcome. We've done two yeah. Seagal movies and plenty there more to come. There is plenty of room for people <laughs> talking about movies that they love. <laughs> yeah. So you go yes. right ahead. Um, so check out High and Mighty. And if you're a fan of the TV show Banshee, I'm actually starting like a weird side project where I'm doing like. Uh, Recap and interview episodes about Banshee. I cannot wait. And I have nothing to do with that show other than I'm a fan. (laughs) I can't wait to watch that show. I've heard it's so great. Uh, Jason? I got nothing. June? Uh, I'll plug the second season of Grace and Frank, which comes out on May 6th on Netflix. And also a movie that I saw recently and I love and I think might still be out in the theaters. The Bronze, starring Melissa Rauch. Oh, yeah. That the Bronze. Hilarious. Well, I'll give a big thank you to everybody here at Earwolf. Avril Halley for pulling all these clips. Nate Kiley for doing all of his research. Marissa Zeitz for all the help. Leanna Waldron for designing amazing images. And everybody, Ryan, our engineer, thank you so much. Uh, uh, thank you guys so much for coming. Bye-bye. TV has never been better, but with all the contracts and equipment fees and installation fees, it feels like you need to take out a mortgage just to watch your favorite shows. But why? Why when there's a better, cheaper way to get the shows that you love? It's called Sling TV. That's right. Sling TV. Just for 20 bucks a month, you get more than 20 live channels, including AMC, ESPN, Adult Swim, TNT, TBS, and True TV. Start your seven-day trial at sling.com slash bonkers. That's B-O-N-K-E-R-S for the best live TV on your tablet, phone, laptop, Roku, Fire TV, or Xbox. Let me tell you, I do this when I travel. It's so great. I don't have to be beholden to what's on the hotel TV. I love it. And Plus, for you out there who don't want to pay those big cable bills, Sling TV is where it's at. If you like TV, you'll like Sling TV. What is the mysterious secrets of Uncle Bertie's botanarium? Netted spaghettiarium nocturnum. The night spaghetti. It looks like spaghetti. Yes, but specifically when you eat it at night. Why none other than the biggest, boldest Howl original show yet? I've seen a crab with seven legs. Starring Jermaine Clement in a truly original fantasy adventure. Oh, what's that awful smell, Solita? That's the sea air, sir. Experience the mysterious secrets of Uncle Bertie's botanarium today, only on Howl. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. 
Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.